Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Mysticons, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And April Collins. Hello. Today, Delaney, April, and I are back to talk more Mysticons, uh, uh, Star Cross Sisters, episode 22, that aired uh, yesterday on Nicktoons. Uh, Mysticons is now airing 8 a.m. on Nicktoons on Saturdays. And uh, we'll still be recapping it every week here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Mysticons on uh, iTunes or YouTube or wherever and subscribe to not miss any uh, future Mysticons podcasts. Uh, spoilers for this episode, Star-Crossed Sisters, uh, but let's get into it. Delaney, what did you think of this episode? I liked it. I don't know. This episode was a little weird. Like, okay, two star like twins unite, and then we like have this really terrifying merge. Like, what? The design's so weird. Like, I'm really not over the legs. Like, Arcana's legs are absurdly long, and like you have like this half robed leg. Like, what? Why? Why are y'all like this? But I liked the episode. I mean, I thought it was. I mean. I definitely don't think I liked it more than like the previous episode, which kind of like isn't great because I was really excited about this episode. I liked like the montage of them bonding, mm-hmm. which was like nice. And, like the music, there was really good music in this episode. Like they had their own song, like it was really great and cute. And then uh, seeing Kim Ra is always great because Kim Ra is <laughs> fun. Like I enjoy that we still have the My Little Pony and we got the commercial at the end, which is cool. Like I liked it. I don't know. I think it, I think it was a little boring, but it was. I still liked it. Like I like Mysticons, and like there was music in it, so that always like ups. Like yay, there's a new song. So yeah. okay, yeah, thumbs up. Uh, April, what'd you think? Um, this episode was all right. It wasn't like my favorite episode, and it wasn't that it was terrible. It was just all right. It seemed very like uneventful, and like as soon as they were. Uh, Arcana was like, you can't cross the streams. I was like, well, we already know what's going to happen this time. You yeah, guys. yeah, exactly. I, like, I was like, hmm, <laughs> I wonder. Uh, so, I, I mean, it was okay. And then the ending just felt like very blah. It was like, it was like, okay, like, let's like, let it howl and all that jazz. And then that was the end of the episode. And then Proxima got sent away. And I was like, Okay, yeah, I guess we're done with that. That's like, really boring. Like, yeah. she's gone. Yeah, just like that. Like, it was one episode. It's like, oh, Proxima's the twin, and then bye. Like, okay. So, but I mean, I liked the music, too. It was really nice. And there were some, like, small little moments that I enjoyed. But, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a met episode for me. Mm, okay. Uh, I guess I disagree. I, I, I really like this one. I like this better than last week. Um, I think that I, I kind of agree that the fusion, uh, is the worst aspect of the episode. It's, it doesn't really do it. They don't really do anything with that. They kind of do more with Kimra and, uh, Tasma fused than they do with, uh, Proxena. But, um, I think Proxima and, uh, Arcana's bonding was excellent. This was a really good Proxima episode. Definitely her best one. Um, and then there's just a lot here. Um, I think it's very funny, especially at the end of the episode. Uh, th- there's, uh, Auntie Yaga, and we get more information about her, and, uh, we get confirmation that Earth exists as a separate realm. These are, these are big <laughs> things. Uh, but most of all, 
Uh, the reason that this episode is great, Delaney, is because they're playing Pokemon Go the entire episode. I and do agree with that. I did like that they were playing Pokemon Go because that, that was one, funny. Number one best reason, the best thing yeah, about the episode. Yeah, I have to go read the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Obviously, the Mysticon's Pokemon Go episode is my favorite. So that's it's that uh, any, anything else sense. could have been could have been great. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Astromancers are playing Pokemon Go, also Piper, and it's it's fabulous. Um, there's this really fun sequence with the uh the dwarf construction workers like there's there's a lot here oh um, yeah there was a lot of like really good like small moments but overall i was just very like i guess unsatisfied i don't know i felt the, like they could have done so much more and yeah, the show I, does do so much more yeah i think the, the plot of the episode like the the fusion and then sending proxima away that doesn't it doesn't matter that much i mean i think proxima needs to go away because we need to explore Zarya being the actual twin. We'll talk about that, but oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, but uh, it's it's. I think just uh, the, the like this episode is a good example of why Miss Kunz is so strong. There's so many surrounding uh, like secondary elements that make it great, but there wasn't like a lot of like Mysticon's teamwork fight elements, uh, fight uh, moments that were great. Like the best thing is, um, as uh, April mentioned, is uh, Zarya saying, "Okay, girls, time to howl and all that jazz." Um, which that I like. We're already, yeah. we're already, Zari's already done with their catchphrases. I like that. Um, <laughs> she's over it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I get it from a, uh, it's not the most exciting. And I do think we're, we're, we've been in a lull with this season. Um, there's not a, a big driving force. There's not a big, uh, it, there's not a ton of depth, uh, narratively or emotionally with what's happening. Um, and, uh, I think that, uh, that'll turn when we get to some of this twist stuff. But in the meantime, yeah, I, I think there's a lot here. Uh, uh, Nova Tarn was excellent. It's also a really good Malveron episode, maybe one of his best. Um, it's, it's just a lot of supporting characters, I, th- I think, shine in this. So, um, let's, it was let's. I nice seeing Tasma do something for once. Like, that was kind of nice. Yeah, another big Tasma <laughs> episode. I didn't think Tasma did, um, I still think Tasma's like mostly uninteresting. Uh, like she's kind of just generic villain here. She's subservient to Necrafa. Um, it's also like Necrafa doesn't. We were very much in the passive Necrafa stage of of what, what's happening, and Tasma's been our main antagonistic force. I don't know. I, I'm still I'm still not loving what we're doing with Tasma. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. There's there's definitely more to come on that front. Let's talk Proxima and Arcana because uh, that's the framing of this episode is uh, arcana wants to get to know her twin better um supposed twin uh brief check-in delaney where do you stand on proxima being the twin versus the decoy okay at this point since they literally united and became one single entity (laughs) and nothing happened we didn't even see the dragon this episode i'm gonna say she's not really the twin and it's zarya Though I really hope we don't get some weird fusion of Arcana and Zarya. <laughs> oh, we're also bearing the lead here of how we got uh, Proxcana. Proxana, yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like, that was P- Piper, <laughs> Piper instantly Incredible. got that name. Yeah, and then they they all yeah immediately Piper, and then they continued to call them that throughout the episode, which yeah, was I'm, incredible. Yeah, I, I think that was <laughs> like this episode's just absurd. So yeah, I'm I'm out. It's not Proxima. Like literally, they're like, oh, oh she's the twin. Bye. Like, like no, that's not how that works. So, so it's not her, obviously. Yeah, but Arcana and Zarya oh, have been together the entire show. So I but, don't know. They're not together. They don't know. 
Yeah, I guess I guess maybe they have to. Yeah. Uh, April, where do you stand? I still uh, I'm still on the side where Proxima is not the twin like they I don't know. Even like this episode sort of solidified that more for me because they were just like, cool, we're just going to send her away. Like, bye. Like, I don't know. And they didn't really seem to like bond all that much. And I just no, it's Zarya. It's it's got to be Zarya. There's no way. (laughs) I think I think it's definitely Zarya. And we will find out in the season finale, which are 25 and 26. So uh, and we might do we think Proxima's coming back when do we think she'll be back for the finale? Only two only two more episodes. Do you think she's written off longer than that? But I can't think of hmm. why, like, why she would come back or, like, what would bring her well, back. Well, if Necrafa is going to, in if she, if Necrafa thinks she's uniting the twins, she needs Proxima now because Necrafa doesn't know. No one knows that they're, it's, it's Zarya at this point, if, if it is Zarya. So, so uh, maybe Tasma captures Proxima. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we get a okay. Tasma going to Earth plotline. <laughs> how about, how about that? <laughs> in know. Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll see that again. But yeah, Delaney, when when's Proxima back? Never. Never? <laughs> She's no. never coming back. Okay. No, okay. gone forever. Um, I, I am still very interested in what we're doing with Proxima because uh, – you know, she's the decoy slash the twin in this season, but her role in season three, I think there's a lot of options here. Um, still very, 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 that's maybe my number one thing that I'm, I'm wondering about, uh, like with what we're doing in season three with her. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, do anything with her. I'm starting to just feel like it's all been like a, it's, it's a huge joke now. Cause I felt like we were like it was so intriguing for them to introduce her and then they've basically done nothing with her and now she's the twin but then and we're like okay like she's something but now she's gone so it's like she was just like that stand-in character to create some kind of drama yeah and I think I think that's what's interesting is that's her role she spent for the now, whole she... episode being like she spent the whole episode being Howdy. like I'm jealous because you're a princess like that is so boring so uh, she her she's the decoy role and then but we know we have more show after this and i think that this is not the type of show to just um make this introduce the character in the finale have her be the decoy and then write her off as a red herring i think that um she's like gonna felt written off like she's she has this arc where she thinks that she's royalty and then she's not and like how she reacts to that that's like what i'm what i'm what i'm anticipating is gonna happen um, like I think there's potentially anyway, uh, Proxima and Arcana bonding in this episode. So we mentioned the, uh, the montage of them. Uh, yeah, we got a, a new, a new song, Been There, Done That by Etch is the name. If you Google that, this is the Spotify or the uh, SoundCloud will be the first result and you can listen to it there. Um, and it like comes back later too, which I thought was a good choice. And, um, they're, uh, they drink snorg ball- snor- balls. They go magic purse shopping. Uh, they go to sky pies. They go to, they go to the, uh, an aquarium. We see another Foz fish and, uh, then they get, uh, brain freezes from eating ice cream. Uh, all the, all the best hits and they do all that in an hour. So I think that's cool. Good job, them. Uh, and then they are also rude that Proxima just kept checking her watch the whole time. Like, yeah, worst day ever. <laughs> worst day ever. Uh, she, might, she might as well have been on her phone. <laughs> aw, aw, no, it was, it was, they bonded. It was great. And they went stargazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, Proxima's like upset a bit when, uh, when Arcana brings up her mom, and we, we learn about that later, but. but- but Arcana didn't bring up her mom. She asked about her, like, 
I feel like she set herself up to be upset, in my opinion. This Maybe look, this is a, there's a lot there's a lot going on <laughs> in Proxima's life right now. Okay, this is, this is a difficult change for her, and she's handling it the best she can. Yeah, she, later she says, um, "I'm not jealous, your princess. I'm jealous you got uh, her to uh, the, the, the oh. uh, currently Bones' mom." Um, and uh, yeah, uh, sad because she grew up an orphan, and uh, this is this is. This is Proxima's arc right now, I guess. So. <laughs> I was her feeling life for her. Guys. Is sad. Yeah, it is. It is yes. sad. Um. Uh. So I, I like that aspect. Um. And then we get the we have the uh, teleportation bracelets. Um. And then we get they get fused. And um. Yeah. What? Uh, how about how about what this does for Arcana's character? April, how do you think Arcana came across this episode? I. I don't feel like we've developed her into any- I mean, she had moments where she was like, oh, like you're a real human being who cares about other people. But then like she still came like seemed very like, I guess, princess like or that princess stereotype. Like she sort of betrayed. Well, I say betrayed, but, you know, she sort of tricked him and then ran off and then like. Her, I guess, like, her attitude towards Proxima, like, she was very quick to sort of revert back into that arcana that we know, who's, like, I guess snobby is the best way to put it. Uh, But then she would, like, find her way back to herself again. I don't know. I think that's another problem that I had with the episode, too, was because she seemed like, you know, she was, like, developing into this better person, but then she would go back to being, like well, I'm the princess or whatever kind of thing. So I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't like too into Arcana this episode. I definitely think all the other characters like stood out much more than she did. Yeah. I, I don't think she like pops, but I think that um, I like, I like her desire to uh, bond with um, her, her sister. And I, I feel like she comes across more sympathetically than, than normal. She does, but, but they came in like small waves where, you know, like she was talking about, you know, she was just like, why are you so jealous? And she was just, or, but then she was just like, oh, well, like, I wasn't trying to, like, say that, like, whenever uh, Proxima was like, you know, you're just some spoiled princess, and I, you know, I'm just this poor orphan kind of thing. And then she would have a moment, and she was like, no, it's not, it's not that way. Like, those were nice moments for her to have, I guess, to sort of help develop her character. But it just seems like we're developing her character so slowly it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been on the the Arcana arc, and I feel like we're we're in kind of a middle stage, and we need the whatever she's going to drop to to really get where we're going with her. But um, I do think she's more engaging these past five or so episodes than she definitely was before. So I think we're on oh, the right track for sure. Um, yeah, I like I like all of those moments with Proxima Arcana, then they're fused. How do we think they visually represented the fusions? It's kind of like half of their bodies sewn together. Their clothes were like actual together. It was super weird, like the robe and like the leg. I couldn't I couldn't get over it. And then like the green belt, I just it was very it was visually striking, but also disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, uh, it's like I didn't didn't expect fusion from the show, not in Steven Universe. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think but, I wrote something about that. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, and then the Proxima and uh, Arcane are hugging at the end, so they're 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 good. Um, it's like do you still feel uh, do you still have mixed feelings about me after the uh, the uh, Proxima's reflection reflection log diary scene in the beginning with the color coded quill, which I liked. Um, yeah, I really liked that too, and it was like really like sweet. Yeah, and that was good because we saw Arcana doing this before a while ago. Um, Proxima says to the the quill, "You dispense ink, not opinions." Um, <laughs> that was good. I think Proxima is pretty funny. Uh, these these I last agree. episodes, I think so too. <laughs> She's like a great like st- straight man character. Um, but yeah, I think Proxima's voice actress does does a great job, and that character's been been uh, been pretty quality. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's like the main thing here. We send Proxima away. Um, that definitely happened fast. Um, but I think it's into the service of whatever larger narrative world we're doing. So I think it's like a to be determined. Uh, let's let's talk. I want to talk Pokemon Go. I can't wait any longer. <laughs> you can't. This is this is the podcast. This yeah. is it. So they're playing Beastie Blasters, which I think was the Yu Gi Oh thing that we thought they were doing two episodes yes. ago. And um, it's apparently it's not Yu Gi Oh, or maybe it's combined. Apparently, it's everything. They're just gonna make it whatever they want, which I'm fine with, honestly. Yeah, it so like it, started off as a Yu Gi Oh card game, but now it's like a Pokemon Go app on their phone. I mean, to be Pokemon was also a card game, so I guess this is Beastie Blasters, well, yeah. just Pokemon <laughs> in general. Yeah, um, it's and, touching on all of our childhood yeah. memories. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is this is an example of animation referencing something that was definitely current when they're writing it, <laughs> and just not, not as current. <laughs> it's like the Rick and Morty doing the uh, uh, what's it, the Mad Max episode, and then it's like that airs two years later. Um, but uh, I still very occasionally <laughs> play Pokemon Go, and uh, it's uh, yeah, the VR uh, phone app game. If you're unfamiliar. Um, Piper starts by playing it, and uh, I like my favorite aspect, Delaney, is that they reference actual Pokemon Go terms, specifically Nest. Um, we get that yes. in there. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Checkpoint, which is kind of similar. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it's like they're like, this is clearly Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Go. I want you to make sure you know that we know it's Pokemon Go. Yeah, Beastie Checkpoint. <laughs> Um, Beastie. full nest of Starfazia. Uh, and we got uh, Stargoyle, Starfazia, and Fumertiggle as our beasties. I also enjoyed that the monsters were like monsters that were like real for them. Because what was the the first one that Star- Piper yeah, was? Yeah, Stargoyle, and they have gargoyles yeah. in this world. And yeah. then like the guards were like, "What? Where?" Kind of thing. <laughs> like that was the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, They're good, terrible. I love it. Good VR jokes, yeah. And uh, I think the best use is uh, when uh, Novateron is uh, is supposed to be. There's a very good Novateron episode, and he's talking to uh, Proxena, but he just sees Proxima. Um, and uh, it's, he's like uh, playing. Uh, he's he's like playing uh, Beastie Blasters. He says, "I was just uh, researching uh, the apocalypse." Uh, classic. Yeah, I like how the apocalypse. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the excuse you came up with. Yeah, it's not outside of his character. <laughs> so he said, "An old flame once said, I needed to open my heart." Um, when that comes back later, um, he says, uh, "Princesses is uh, blooded as a minotaur," and uh, Arcana is like, "At least I don't smell like." One. I, th- I think Arcana was like really funny off screen in this too. She like she can't control herself. At least I don't smell like one. And uh, Proxima's cover is, "I smell a uh, fumer tiggle." So does this mean that VR in their world actually has smell? <laughs> Is that's my question? Like, can their phones dis- dispense scents? Can their phones dispense? Scents? Isn't that like four D technology? <laughs> isn't, isn't that what's happening? 
Is is that for? Oh, I guess that is. That's like joke four D or something. But um, yeah. And then uh, Novatron's like, I can complete my collection. I'm just off to research the apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Bye. (laughs) So is that is that just all Novatron does? Research the apocalypse because that's his his excuse activity. Well, I think it's like almost like they're self aware of his character because in an earlier episode they're like, man, that guy's really obsessed with the apocalypse. Like. (laughs) <laughs> everyone's aware of it but apparently he is uh, maybe he's just low-key very aware of other people's perceptions of him and he's uh but no he's definitely not he's just he's just stupid he's just dumb <laughs> yeah. um but yeah back to the the pokemon go i think this is the perfect type of joke for the show to make because uh, the show like embraces uh modern technology it's set in an urban environment and uh you know they they reference glyphing and they have their phones out and stuff so this is this is a perfect uh thing for the show to do more more of this more of this <laughs> also just keep just keep playing pokemon go the rest of the series please like let's yeah, just all, all of it just pokemon go all the time no matter where they are like whatever realm <laughs> yeah yeah they go to they go to earth and then they're actually playing pokemon go um will they have beastie blasters checkpoints on earth that's my question okay but uh maybe we're bearing the lead here because uh ship confirmed in this episode it is Antiaga and novateron i like what i just why why were you, were, did I you see this coming a- delaney <laughs> like i didn't even like the fact that her being like in the van and being like ooh, whatever his name is mm. and then i think it's like fate master like fate how master 888 yeah the oh fact God. that that was supposed to be foreshadowing is horrific to me like <laughs> i didn't oh my god until the second time and i died i was like no <laughs> just no yeah uh so you're not shipping it that's what you're saying yes she deserves so much better they did break up that's true i also enjoyed that like neither one of them wanted to take fault for the breakup they're like but she broke up with me but he broke up none of that makes sense like that's not how that works it's not how this works guys yeah apparently the strong one (laughs) so yeah antiaga has been established as a minor demigod and then um (laughs) Novataron is immortal, so I guess they're a good match in that regard. But it didn't work out. It didn't, he's I not, guess it, he's was, not open to love or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not. I don't even remember. Like, yeah, y- Yaga ridiculous. says he broke up with me because I had anger issues. Um, and then uh, Novataron says, you broke up with me because I was emotionally unavailable. Um, so, and then they're doing like the eyebrows thing and uh, Piper's like, uh, gross. Uh, sorry to interrupt the eyeball kissing. <laughs> I liked eyeball kissing. That's pretty good. Yeah, I liked that one too. <laughs> uh, also, Antiaga, she calls he calls her Geraldine. Maybe that's her first yeah, name. Yeah, what Geraldine like, Yaga? That's uh, I don't know if that's or that's just but... her username on Made. <laughs> right. Maps I was, yeah, I thought it was called. I, I thought those were the two possibilities. That's either her username or uh, or maybe her that's name. what she goes by on Earth or something like that. She probably has a lot of pseudonyms. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, they met on Mage Match. That's good. So, mm-hmm. April, are you are you supporting this relationship? Um, if they'll both be happy in the end, I suppose. But I do agree that um, Antiaga des- deserves way better. Like, 
Because she is amazing. She is wonderful. She's a demigod. Come on now. Novateron's the head of the Astromancers. That's pretty he's, good. Right. But he's obsessed with the apocalypse. <laughs> so I feel like that's just going to get in the way of their relationship. <laughs> and they'll fight about it in the kitchen while she's like. In the kitchen. <laughs> I'm just setting up the scene now. <laughs> Writing fan fiction right here. All you ever do is uh, research the apocalypse and play Beastie Blasters. But what about me? See it's just, it's yeah. dude. Would Antiaga play Beastie Blasters? I don't know. She might try it just for him, but she's just not that into it like he is. Yeah. And uh, he'll never want to go to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. We see, so we see Antiaga in the beginning when they, when they call, when Malvron calls her and she's uh, in Earth. We actually, yeah, we see Earth in this episode <laughs> and in the realm of Earth. Okay. First of all, what do we think about introducing Earth into Mysticons here? It's another realm. Um, will we ever go to Earth, Delaney, in the show? I don't think so. I think its sole purpose was to like be a joke. Yeah. Okay. But Proxima, one of our char- main characters is there right now, Proxima. We don't know which realm Antiago was going to take her to. No, they We're said taking just- her to Earth. Yeah. You're gonna- she says uh, at the end, she says, you're going to love Earth. They have the most magical substance in the Cosmoverse. They call it frozen yogurt. That's right. I remember that now. My brain yeah. will work. <laughs> this, this frozen yogurt gag for me, very reminiscent of The Good Place, which did a similar, like, frozen yogurt is, like, the number one thing people think about with humanity. So I don't know. I don't know why we're making all these frozen yogurt jokes. But, um, yeah, it's uh, that, that was good. And uh, when we see when we see uh, Antiaga in on Earth, there's, like, an alien crossing sign. Um, I didn't know what specifically that was, but my theory is that she's at Roswell. That would be the, my guess too. Yeah, so she's driven from Arizona to New Mexico is is what I think, which makes sense yeah. in her in her camper. So maybe maybe Proxima's going back to New Mexico with her because that's where we last saw her. Yeah, because maybe she didn't get to explore Roswell as much as she would have liked. She was interrupted. <laughs> if if different realms exist and people can just go to Earth, wouldn't the concept of aliens on Earth be different? I think that's what we need to discuss because. <laughs> Uh, or is is uh, or do they have to enforce a, uh, a, a standard of conduct where they can't uh, make humans aware of the existence of the different realms? Probably that. Okay. They're like, humans can't grasp this concept yet. Just okay. wait a thousand years. I'm glad we'll still yeah, be around. I'm glad we, <laughs> we got we got in the analysis analysis of that. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Yaga anti separates uh, Proxena. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's my issue with being able to call on her to, uh, solve unsolvable magic problems is why don't we just say, uh, Yaga, why don't you kill Necrofa for us? If she's a yeah. demigod, like, and she's willing to help, why doesn't she just take out Necrofa? She's so OP. Oh, maybe she's, uh, cause doesn't she like know the, the, she's like, she knows the past, the present, and the future. And so maybe she's like, I have to stay out of this because I know too much kind of thing. So maybe she just has faith that they'll figure it out. So she's a Time Lord and it's a fixed point in time is what you're saying. <laughs> <coming>. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I think she does say that in the, her first episode. Yeah. So that's that's all that I can assume is that she's just like, you know what? It's not my place to get involved unless I like absolutely have to kind of thing. Look, I'm just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because you're right. She could easily just be like, Necrofa, no, back to timeout with you. What, what's, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> April, what's Yaga's uh, D&D alignment? Ooh. Is she neutral? Good? I think she's probably neutral. She doesn't seem to actively yeah. want to help. She, yeah, she's she's neutral for Cha- sure. Chaotic neutral, maybe? Yeah. Okay. I would say chaotic neutral because she just does whatever she wants. But she just helps for- out when uh, Malvron calls her and uh, also Ooh. when her former flame, <laughs> Novateron, calls her. Right. Those two sort of aligned. (laughs) How convenient that he also reached out to her. She could be chaotic good. I don't know. We haven't seen her do. She seems neutral, though, because she just wants to explore Earth. She's a demigod and she goes to Earth, really. That's her. Yeah. That's that's what she's like. Yeah. She's like, this is what I'm about. But she also knows that there's evil. So, like, I can't say she aligns with good because she's not trying to stop the evil. So... Yeah, she's I think, very yeah, I think neutral. So. I think neutral. Yeah. Um, okay. When when are we gonna see Yaga again? Hopefully soon. I mean, whenever Proxima comes back, probably. probably I didn't soon. think you were gonna see her, so I was really hyped to see her. Yeah. Yeah, it was a one. pleasant surprise. I think that's one of the strongest parts. Yeah. Um, okay. Other quick hits from the episode. I mentioned this dwarf construction worker scene. We've seen them before randomly commenting on things, but I think this is the best example. Oh. Um, he's, he says, uh, the ladies are going to dig my sweet new set of wheels and then beat and, uh, then Tasmic, camera stomps on it. And then another one says, you're going to have to lease a personality. That was the best. That was so funny. Oh my God. That was so mean. Yeah. It was incredible. It was great. I, I did. I did think that was the funniest line in the episode. That was. It was, that was so a, funny. Was great You'll scene. have to lease a personality. Like, <laughs> ow. <laughs> I also really enjoyed that. Uh, what is it? Whenever Tasma and Kimra refused, and they were climbing up the tower, and Tasma was like commenting on how she smells, and Kimra was like, "Kimra used more scented bath salts." Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, possessed Kimra was very good. That was a good line. Yes, Tasma Kimra used more scented bath soaps. Yeah, and then later he calls. Uh, she calls Proc- or she calls Tasma's uh, so smelly. So good payback mm-hmm. there. Um, we had this weird exchange. So I mentioned it was a great Malvron episode. So t- two lines. First of all, he says, uh, "Could you have made it any easier for Necrofa to nab both of you?" Uh, when he sees the two of them fused, which I thought was a, it was, yes. it was a good observation. Yes. Um, and then later, uh, he he actually gets in on the action, which I think is something that's been lacking for his character. So he like he like gets knocked down and he falls on top of the motorcycle and then rides it back. Um, and Zarya says, "Well, looking good." And uh, he says, "You should see me on a dragon." Oh yeah, uh, so that means dragons Zarya- are a thing. Well, well yeah. was Zarya flirting with Malvaron? Right, first so off? it was a very it was, just, it was a very flirty exchange in general. Yes, um, okay, I'm glad news. someone else thought that fake, too. Fake news. <laughs> they're try, fake they're news. trying to throw us off the path. They're like, it's not real. The lady April and Dylan are too close to the truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zarya said, "Whoa, looking good." I think that fits with her character. She'd be impressed with uh, Malvaron commandeering a motorcycle. I think um, so, considering that Malvaron never does anything. So, yeah, so I think true. I think that fits. But then he says, "You should see me on a dragon." It sounded flirty, you know, but it was very flirty. Like, like, let's not ship Zarya and Malvron, no, please. No, I'm not it. shipping it. But like, there were there were other like lines that they could have used. Like Zarya could have said, like, "Oh, nice ride," but she was like, "Oh, you look really good on that." Like, yeah. no, those are two. They're not the same. I can't. <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird exchange, but um, 
you know, just just the conclusion is don't ship that. That's the wrong ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not allowed. <laughs> Backing the I'm wrong horse there. That ship. <laughs> yeah. Other good uh, Zarya lines. Um, she sees the Proxena fighting. She says, uh, "This is totally going on the ethereal net." Um, so let's talk about the eth- ethereal net. <laughs> let's talk about it. What is that a word for? Because it sounds like Ethernet. Um, is uh, my read is that that just is the World Wide Web is the ethereal net. And that was my read. It's in like general. the internet. Yeah. Uh, but it could it could be a specific thing that she's posting it to, like a specific site or type, subset of the internet. I don't know. Um, that was good. We mentioned the uh, okay girls, time to howl, and all that jazz. So that's that was good. <laughs> um, sorry, I was kind of playing that like leader role again because. Oh, okay. So something else that really bothered me is Proxima is not smart because she should have easily been able to figure out that Arcana is the dragon mage. And- yeah, t- table that for a second. I agree. Okay. Proxima was the uh, was uh, was playing was or I, I agree. Zarya was playing the leader role. She says uh, protect uh, prote- protect Proxena. That was kind of like the, the the mission statement for the fight that they had initially when Tasma comes. So well, and even even whenever like she they. Uh, she came back to the castle tower, whatever it is. I never know. Um, and she was just like, Chaco, you're on pigeon duty. Like, she was just like giving orders out. And I was like, Zarya. she was ready. I like how she yeah. was immediately ready to deal with this issue that M was a statue. And she's like, okay, what we need to do is keep the like, pigeons uh, away. I enjoyed that part. She knew his uh, arcana uh, instantly. And yeah, mm-hmm. Chaco, Chaco on, pigeon, on pigeon patrol was great. Um, yes. Scaring them away. Uh, okay, back to Proxima not figuring out that it's uh, that it's Arca- Arcana's dragon mage. St- uh, Steve was very upset that uh, Arcana did not reveal her identity to her sister. Um, now, Same. I was mad the whole time. Yeah, we need to you, to understand why we would be mad about this. You need to know the context that we cover a lot of secret identity shows, and we get very frustrated that La- Miraculous Ladybug and others do not reveal them. So. Uh, you know, the show you, hasn't cared about secret identities. Zarya showed Kitty, like yeah, Zarya showed Kitty, which I think I th- I still think. So the reason I maybe like not telling Proxima is because it preserves the powerfulness of the Zarya showing Kitty scene. Um, it's like that was like such a strong relationship that uh, that was special. Um, and not even like new step, not even new ses- not, not even new twin sister can have the uh, identity revealed to. Um, but it was weird that she, yeah. it, it, there's not, it doesn't, the show doesn't even address it. It's like, it doesn't ever even, never, never even hint, hints that she would be, uh, she would tell her that she's dragon mage. The only time is like when they show up in the, uh, in their lair and, uh, everyone else is in their Mysticon form and she's just, uh, herself also in the beginning of the episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, was it, was it actively annoying for you, Delaney? Yes, because there are multiple points in the episode where I was like, she's going to do it, and then she didn't do it. And I was like, she's going to do it, and then she didn't do it. And I was very mad about it. Yeah. Uh, will, will Proxima ever know? I don't think so. I feel like this is further evidence that this is just a fake, and like Proxima doesn't really matter. Which is kind of annoying, because I'm starting to like her, and they just sent her away. I would, yeah. I would say trust the show on this one. I don't think they're going to... Uh make Proxima a legitimate character and then just uh, get rid of her. I, th- I think, I think she will have a significant role. In- well, she's going to, she's going to come back s- specifically so that we can learn that Zari is the actual. Twin. I, be, yeah. Well that obviously. <laughs> and then beyond that, I still think she's doing something. I, I have no evidence of this. I'm just, I'm just convinced. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, tw- Twinkly Mare in this episode. Uh, Kim, that's Kimra was uh, very concerned about Twinkly Mare. And I, yeah. I appreciated that she at the beginning of the episode she was having a nightmare that Tasma was going to steal her Twinkly Mare, and then Tasma shows up. <laughs> like I thought that was I was like, oh no, poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kimra is precious here. She didn't even, she didn't even, like, she didn't even, like, hurt Tasma. She's just like, Twinkly Mare. Uh, you pissed off Twinkly Mare. You're going to get it now. Yeah. Kimra, precious. Uh, other, other notes. Um, I, I, I know, I, uh, this is a random line, but Proxima at one point is like, uh, I can't accept, uh, this gift. Pro- Astromancers can't accept gifts is what she was going to say. Um, which makes, right. which sounds like, uh, fe- federal government employees. So it makes me think that, uh, she's, I, I we were kind of debating on the Discord, like, what are the astromancers? It's kind of not clear. And my impression is that they're more of a governing agency. So like, they're like this, the FCC. Yeah, like, this, <laughs> like, this supports that, that, uh, they're like, a, they're like a government of some sort. Like, I'm like, they're the Ministry of Magic. Like, that's what I think the astromancers are, but it's kind of not clear. They're, they're just like a protect, a protector organization. That's another option. Um, they're like, they're all, obviously there's a school in there. So I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we get more into the, the astromancers, the, the astromancers, but, um, other things we learned that the, uh, codex was drained by Necrofa. Oh um, yeah. Which like explains like things that happened. Right. I think that explains why we're not instantly deboning the parents. <laughs> That's, uh, that, that makes sense. But also I feel like they could have told us that. Yeah. This is a very, pretty casual reveal of this. Yeah, it was super casual because, like, even, as much as I hated, you know, the whole, like, we have to debone my parents thing, like, there was still part of me that was just like, okay, we sort of tossed that aside, like, super quick. Not that, you know, I'm complaining, but at the same time, it's like, but what happened to that? Yeah. So, yeah. Now we know. I agree. <laughs> um, we had the, the theme music during the fight when we're trying to take out the talisman. Um, I like that. That was nice. That's a good yeah. use of the theme song. Yeah. Um, yes, always. We also didn't have a transformation sequence, so that was yes. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> two two episodes in a row without a real one. It was great. <laughs> more more of this. Okay. Uh, that that's all I've written down. Other any other things from the episode or in what you think overall, Delaney? Other stuff from the episode. Uh, it was pretty. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just, it was okay. I don't remember, like, I can't think of, like, anything that was really standout that we haven't talked about. Like, I like the episode. It was okay. I don't think it was, like, the best. It was just a really absurd episode, but it was, like, well executed and it was funny. So, like, it's still good. I still love Mysticons. Yeah. Uh, April. Uh, yeah. It was an all right episode. It's not the best. Like, I'm not going to, like, rant, you know, go raving on about how you have to watch this episode. Um, even though, like, it was supposed to be, I guess, like a plot episode, and it felt very fillerish. So, but it's good. We're, I guess, we're going places. There's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was higher on this. I like it. I think. I think it's a good one. I, I think we're still. I think we've been um, in a in a non super exciting place within the season. I don't know what's driving us, especially when we've relegated Proxima. Now, I'm not sure what's driving the next two episodes, but. Um, you know, I, I, we we know we have the finale coming, so ex- excited about that. And uh, next week is Scream of the Banshee, 
Uh, the leader of a popular boy band hires the Mysticons to protect oh, him God. from an obsessive oh, yes, fan out revenge. Yeah, and we got the preview. It is Gnomes to Men confirmed. and yeah. It is also, confirmed. Also, he looks like an actual garden gnome. So it's I'm really excited. Oh, yes. I'm <laughs> yeah, and there is a Banshee, so I'm in- interested to see if the Banshee is like a new species, if this is like, uh, oh. you know, something turned into it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. See next week. Uh, I'm- a good one. <laughs> Okay. I'm glad we're glad we're hyped for the, the boy band episode. But uh, let us know what you thought of this episode, what you think is coming next week, and um, t- talk about it with us on Discord, overlyanimated.com/slash/discord. That's the place for Mysticon's discussion. Um, also, plug for the Mysticon subreddit, uh, reddit.com/slash/r/slash/mysticons. Unrelated to this podcast, but uh, we I have like a discussion thread up there each week. And uh, leave comments on YouTube or overlyanimated.com about oh, what you thought of, of everything else. Find everything at overlyanimated.com. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Phonician, aka Fusion. Uh, Fusion, yeah, we had Fusion in this Woo! episode. How appropriate. That was for Steven Universe, but also applies here, uh, <laughs> that nickname. Thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, check out a bunch of other podcasts at overlyanimated.com, including we had the Ruby season finale discussion that went 90 minutes. It was great. Oh, uh, my oh God. Oh, God. Delaney's like, I'm, Delaney's like, I really missed it. I, I was so, I'm so upset that I wasn't on that 90 minute Ruby podcast. Yeah, I'm so I'm upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a big Miraculous Ladybug episode coming soon. We'll have that posted as soon as we can. Um, we have um, Beatrice and I did a Mary and the Witch's Flower review. Um, check that out. And uh, also, uh, they did a Sailor Moon podcast. Check all that out at overlyanimated.com. We'll be back next weekend to discuss more Mysticons. Thanks very much, guys, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.